Welcome to Simple Tech Talk, innovative topics and creative introductions to the marketplace. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Simple Tech Talk, where we take what can be considered complex and break it down into easy to understand language. And you are experiencing part two of Spencer Graham, the head of the Digital Signage Federation and founder and CEO of Board Active, Mr. Doug Pittman. Of course, Simple Tech Talk is sponsored by Board Active, available online at boardactive.com. Here we are, we're talking about the power of signage. And Doug, you wanted to get right back to it with a question for Spencer Graham. Right. So as far as uh, you being chair now of the uh, DSF, you've taken that role over, I think, yes, in the last several months. And so you've kind of new to the job on that particular assignment. What are some of the uh, just up and coming, maybe top three, four companies that you see really emerging in the digital signage arena that's kind of perked your interest. What is it? I know you're part of the DSC group, you know, the DSC show, and that'll be out in Las Vegas in um, 2020. But what are some of the companies that you're seeing that are like, wow? The uh, Digital Signage Federation and the Digital Signage Expo are close partners there with uh, within the industry there. But I will say this, that we have three board meetings a year and we try and do those in different major metropolitan areas so that we can get people to come into the meet and greets, which you're well aware of, where people can network. And and, uh, we usually have a member speaker there that uh, is showcasing some of their latest uh, work. But uh, I truly think that what we're going to be seeing more and that's going to be getting more and more attention is on from the creative side and the the uh, software side i think that those are the types of um, of folks that uh, you're going to see a, a much larger presence at the digital signage expo i think that you're going to be hearing a lot more about some of the the new uh, really cool technologies and softwares that they're coming out with uh, here, like Board Active is doing with Visualmatic. Uh, I, I think that's predominantly what you're going to be uh, seeing there. I mean, the technology, you know, from a mounting solution side and from a glass side of things that uh, you're going to continue to see uh, innovations from that standpoint. But I really think the quick movers are going to be more from a content uh, creative side, and then also the, uh, obviously the software side. Yeah. You know, I, um, I really have enjoyed your, your leadership at the DSF. When it comes to digital signage, people think of it as just a box. Okay. I mean, that's, that's what they say. It's a box and it can do a picture. There's the programmatic side of it and the media player side of it. And I would love to know your thoughts on where this is going. I was at an OAAA conference out in Las Vegas, and they hated the term programmatic. They they said it's so broad. The ability for a, a, a sign is just very powerful to me to start and be the connect point. I'd just love to know where you really, you know, you've given us some insights, but I would really like to know where you think this thing's going to be in 10 years. 10 years is a long way out in the way technology changes and and consumer behavior changes. But uh, with that said, I really think that the way, if if you look at how tied to our devices we have become, 
as a society, the ability to target at the hand level when I've got my cell phone there and, and uh, the various numerous apps that I have on my cell phone. I think that is really where the individual has much more power to make their own decisions when they can get to something quickly. I mean, you know, it brings into certain things about privacy issues and and things like that. I still don't understand why certain apps that I download on my phone want to access my photos. But uh, at any rate, uh, I think that from a privacy standpoint, uh, every time we put an app on our phone, that um, we have allowed people into our private lives there. So, and there, it's convenient. Uh, as a consumer, I find value in not having to uh, search forever to find a solution for something I'm wanting to purchase there. And I, I just really think that from that standpoint, the way the consumer is consuming their advertising, let's say, is going to be the thing out here in the future, whether that's 10 years, whether it's five years, whether it's one year. Mm-hmm. I just really think that that's going to be a significant thing for the consumer uh, to do because we all have our cell phones now, and it used to be that they were kind of a cool convenience, but now they're a necessity. Yeah. And uh, the question of how we act with them now. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you're talking about board active. So uh, <laughs> that's what we do. We connect those visuals down to mobile. I wanted to kind of hone in on the privacy feature, right, Spencer? We were talking about that a little bit before we started recording. And we talked about the exchange of privacy for value. And case in point is when we opt in for an app, right? It, it tells us, hey, give us your location. But tell me why you want my location. Give me some value therein. And in fact, you guys have an event coming up in New York City, the NYC Digital Signage Week, beginning in the week of October 14th through the 18th. And you have a, a function called Coffee and Controversy, talking about compliance to privacy issues, which, by the way, Board Active is GDPR and CCPA compliant, just to throw that out there as well. Obviously, the, uh, the Digital Science Federation Board, we've actually been talking uh, about the, these uh, privacy issues, especially when things kind of got pretty heated over in the UK about it and in Europe uh, and some of the decisions that uh, were being made there. And we've been talking about it for a while. And the whole object of coffee and controversy is just that. We're willing to have those challenging conversations about privacy and where the industry is going. And a lot of different people have a lot of different uh, feelings and concerns about it. And uh, we're excited to have that conversation out here in a few weeks, planning on being there. I hope that Doug, or you, I think you're planning on being there as well. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be and, in New York uh, that whole week, 14th through the 18th. I yeah. have probably about 30 meetings already set up. So, Yeah, and I just really think that from a privacy standpoint, you're right that um, – for it, it's got to be worthwhile for somebody. And, and I know that I was saying earlier that uh, I think it was the state of California. I read an article several months ago to where they are talking. I don't know if they've actually in, enacted the legislation known California. I'm sure that they will about if a California resident's data is used, there is a value to it and that there is going to be a tax basically on that 
data and that that tax would, I'm sure it would be a portion of that tax, be returned as sort of a data dividend to the California consumer. I think that opens up a Pandora's box in a lot of ways on that. But it's a question of, of what value you place on that data. Now, whether that value is in the way of a data dividend or whether it is a 20% coupon, that comes into play there. But certainly, and I think that that's probably the root of of a lot of the concern is, okay, you you get my data, you, you know where I am, and you push certain data in return to me. Is there a value to me to, to do that? Now, whether or not we do that, I think there's a generational uh, thing. My 85-year-old mother, she grouches about it all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm old enough to be considered a curmudgeon, I guess, and I, I reluctantly push I agree on an app, whereas millennials and the younger generations don't even probably think about it. Yeah. They just want the app, and they find that, you know, that level of comfort and that level of convenience uh, worthwhile. So, uh, you know, I, I really think that that is, is something that uh, we're going to continue to hear a lot about is, is, is data privacy. It's a question of how that data is used and whether I agree to ha- have uh, sold. You know, Spencer, I've, I've raised this question a couple of times to people, and I know facial recognition is big uh, as far as privacy and issues and stuff like that from digital signage. I know you know the the facial re- recognition thing is 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 a total uh, turnoff to a lot of different people, mm-hmm. and other than that, I just um, I don't understand how a digital sign can invade on privacy of anyone looking at a sign that uh, other than you know being able to say, yeah, this guy's got a device and you don't know the name of that device, and there's no way a digital sign can actually find out who that particular person is. Because a digital sign is not going to ask you to sign in or anything like that unless it's a kiosk or something like that. And most people, I don't think I've ever signed into a kiosk anywhere, mall anywhere, to do anything. I may have looked at a a kiosk to find out where I need to go, but I don't think I've ever interacted with a kiosk per se. And the mindset of the DSL, where is, other than the facial recognition software and technology, where is the concern in the Digital Signage Federation of an invasion of privacy? You know, I don't I don't think that there is a great deal of concern other than the generic conversation in general about data privacy. I can see if it's going to mobile, I can see where then it's on the mobile software company like Board Active or someone like that for sure, that that would be the concern if, if from a signage standpoint. I just don't see where a digital sign, uh, like I said, other than the the facial recognition, a different scenario is on the programmatic side where, you know, you've got a network of signs and you got security and passwords and stuff like that in order to access those and change them and, and that type. I, I do see that concern, um, you know, somebody hacking it and then being able to uh, go in and do porn stuff or put on, you know, negative right. stuff like that. But I just don't see that, and and uh, I can't get nobody in the DSF to tell me where where a sign can cause concerns. I think that in a lot of ways, Doug, that concern would be was is that we have to trust 
uh, as a consumer, when we put an app on our phone, that, that our information, whatever is accessed, like I say, I, I, for the life of me, I don't understand why a lot of the apps that are on my phone want to have access to my pictures. It's things like that that make you at least wonder what the objective is. But again, I think that we have to have a certain level of comfort that whatever app we have on our phone, that they're going to uh, use my information responsibly, that they're not going to uh, invade my privacy any more than necessary. But you talk about facial recognition. I I truly think that uh, here, given another year or two, that that's going to be minimized. The reason being, I say that is already, I just read an article here just within the last few weeks that uh, TSA, uh, I think they're actually doing it at McCarran Airport in Las Vegas that we all travel in and out of many times a year, that they're going to be utilizing facial recognition for TSA. Mm-hmm. Now, I can certainly understand safety issues, but I have to admit that in the back of my mind somewhere, there's a little bit of a, uh, a creepiness to some of those types of, of things as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, I'm, I'm weighing the uh, benefit proposition there of my safety versus my privacy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this is funny, but I am more concerned about Apple having my facial recognition capabilities than any digital signage or anyone. I mean, mm-hmm. as we all know, you know, the facial recognition thing is what you do when you sign on to an iPhone. And uh, so, I mean, that's where it all starts. And, you know, to me, it's really, really, I just don't see privacy issues within the digital signage thing. And, and I, like I said, I've discussed this with several folks. But I got one other question for you. You know, in the day that we have right now, we have a lot of players do you see the time where there's going to be some a lot of mergers and acquisitions, or you think people are just going to shut the door in the digital signage world? I think that it's a question of, of a brand's value and, and whether or not they're bringing utility to their audiences and, and their, their consumers. To me, I, I do think that what we will probably see is, at least in the uh, digital signage arena, and marketplace, I think we'll we'll see strategic alliances probably develop with uh, other groups, uh, not necessarily mergers per se, but alliances to where you know we recognize certain parts of and intersections within industries uh, there to where we aren't necessarily competitors, but we're compatriots. And I think that we can assume that we're going to see a little bit of a uh, broader approach to consensus among other organizations uh, in that space. And I think that that's a a good thing for any healthy uh, industry. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you. Yeah. Out of home and uh, mobile, they got to recognize the value in that. And I've always said that that, uh, out of home has to become a technology company in order to grab more market share. Yeah. They're doing sales and they're increasing, but they're not going to grab market share until they Till they recognize the fact that, hey, you know, companies like Board Active and Out of Home just makes absolutely sense. So what is the one thing that you would like to see happen in the next two years within the digital signage world? Well, I, I have to go back to, uh, 
if, if we're looking at a time frame of the next couple of years, obviously I think that it benefits all of us as an industry to take advantage of as much education as we can about our industry. And that's a, a, a selfless plug for our Digital Signage Federation uh, micro-credential courses. But I want to refer back to that article I mentioned earlier that Ken Goldberg, our CEO at uh, Real Digital Media, wrote here a couple of weeks ago that really stuck out to me. He said in the article that dumb devices collect data, but smart devices use it to make decisions on the fly. And I really think that that is what we're probably going to see more and more of in the next short interims there that uh, we're going to see much more interaction between uh, signage and our devices. I think that's great technology. I think it's uh, the way of the future. I mean, we, we are so dependent on our devices now that I don't see that changing anytime soon. You know, Doug is no stranger to the convergence between outdoor, indoor creatives and the mobile device. And this started a long time ago. Doug, you've been through so much developing this, what was a concept, into an actual feasible product that's actually available on the marketplace right now. How has all this impacted you as a businessman and a person? Yeah, you know, the challenging part's been educating the general public to let them know that this type of technology is available. With the connect points of a digital sign, bringing it down to mobile, you know, I saw that vision back all the way back to 2012. And I knew that this would be the marketplace. I've been told a lot that we're way ahead of our time with our technology. Well, now's the time. So what we've got to do is educate the general public that this type of technology Tying it all together, that's key. And whether it be a digital sign, a static sign, uh, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that the consumer gets what they want, and that's relevant messaging from whether it be a digital sign or an out-of-home or a radio ad, a TV ad, a direct TV uh, or, or direct mail campaign or, you know, even a newspaper. You know, the ability to be able to connect to the consumer it's just the whole reason I built the, built our product was I was a consumer and I wanted to know what the heck that out of home said. I wanted to go back and I wanted to I wanted it to, to bring it back and I wanted to know more about that brand. And that's what it's all about in this industry is helping the consumer and selling more product. You know, I, I did a conference uh, out in Seattle and I was out there and, and I'm asked a group of 100 brands, at least 100 brands. And I said, okay, give me one answer. Sales or data, what's important? And to the, every single one of them said sales. And so, you know, with the ability to do a sales platform and a analytics platform that gives a brand data in order to measure what, how their campaign performances are going, you know, that, that's big stuff. So tying all this together, with uh, important people and important companies and important groups and being a part of uh, the Digital Signage Federation and OAAA and the uh, ANA and, and those groups, you get perspectives from all different angles. And what I'm trying to do is be the middleman and pull it all together and, uh, and make it happen. And it is. Doug, it really is, man. That integration between mobile devices and signage, whether digital or static, is a market changer. 
Guys, thank you so much for your time today. Of course, Spencer Graham, the head of the Digital Signage Federation and founder and CEO of Board Active, Mr. Doug Pittman. Guys, thanks again for joining us here on Simple Tech Talk. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Simple Tech Talk. Visit us online at boardactive.com and follow us on the socials. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.